Welcome to day 60 of season 2 of Shaped by the Word, the drama of scripture. I'm Paul Camp here with Katie Kresge, Cindy Camp, and Matt Kresge uh, as we continue uh, through the journey of, of Genesis. Um, in our last podcast or in our last reading in Genesis chapter 49, we marveled at the blessings of Jacob, which in many cases didn't feel uh, like real blessings, how some sons barely, barely survived and some uh, there was even predicted hardship all the way in the future, but you have the beautiful picture of of Judah uh, and the blessing that will come through one born of Judah to whom the scepter belongs. And, of course, you also have the beauty of the blessing of Joseph as uh, one who God has faithfully used uh, to rescue many. So in both Judah and Joseph, you see a picture of Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, we come to the end of Jacob's life and to the promise that God had given him as he had come to Egypt. Uh, that I myself will bring you out of Egypt, and uh, you see that uh, take place in this in this chapter. So we're going to pick up uh, where we left off in chapter forty nine, uh, verse twenty nine, and read through uh, most of fifty as we complete our journey through the book of book of Genesis. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been here, yea, verily, verily, these sixty days, and uh, <laughs> now we move on in the story. Most of the story, you know, that builds on the theology of Genesis. So we never we never get. Uh, away from the theology of this book and the rich symbols in this book uh, as we do it. So before we, um, before we uh, continue in the journey, uh, why don't we pause, offer ourselves this moment uh, to the Lord. Uh, Matt, you mind lifting us up with a word of prayer? Pray. Father, we thank you for the invitation to, to draw near to you and to come near. Um, and, and at the same time, uh, the reminder that, that we belong because of what Christ has done. Father, we thank you for the salvation we have in Christ. We thank you for the reality that we are your children and we have all the privileges uh, of that relationship. And, and so, Father, we ask as we read your word and, and, um, and marvel in your, your character and in your work, uh, Father, that you would uh, give us wisdom and understanding um, through your spirit. Help us to, to read, um, not just for more information, but... For a richer relationship and devotion, uh, Father, help us to worship you as we read, um, and and fill us uh, this time with joy and encouragement, and conviction. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Genesis forty nine twenty nine. Uh, then he gave them these instructions. Uh, Jacob instructing his sons, I'm about to be gathered to my people, bury me with my fathers in the cave in the field of Ephron the Hittite the cave in the field of Machpelah, near Mamre and Canaan, which Abraham bought along with the field as a burial place from Ephron the Hittite. There Abraham and his wife were buried, there Isaac and his wife Rebekah were buried, and there I buried Leah. The field and the cave in it were bought from the Hittites. When Jacob had finished giving instructions to his sons, he drew his feet up into the bed, breathed his last, and was gathered to his people. Joseph threw himself on his father and wept over him and kissed him. Then Joseph directed the physicians in his service to embalm his father Israel. So the physicians embalmed him, taking a full 40 days, for that was the time required for him embalming. And the Egyptians mourned for him 70 days. When the days of mourning had passed, Joseph said to Pharaoh's court, If I found favor in your eyes, speak to Pharaoh for me. Tell him, My father made me swear on an oath, and I said, I am about to die and said, I am about to die. Bury me in the tomb I dug for myself in the land of Canaan. Now let me go up and bury my father, then I will return. Pharaoh said, Go up and bury your father, as he made you swear to do. 
So Joseph went up to bury his father, all of Pharaoh's officials accompanying him, the dignitaries of his court and all the dignitaries of Egypt, besides all the members of Joseph's household and his brothers and those belonging to his father's household. Only their children, their flocks, and their herds were left in Goshen. Chariots and horsemen also went up with him. It was a very large company. When they reached the threshing floor of Atad, near the Jordan, they lamented loudly and bitterly, and there Joseph observed a seven-day period of mourning for his father. When the Canaanites who lived there saw the mourning of the threshing floor of Atad. They said, the Egyptians are holding a solemn ceremony of mourning. That is why the place near the Jordan is called Abel Mizraim. So Jacob's sons did as, they, as he had commanded them. They carried him to the land of Canaan and buried him in the cave in the field of Machpelah near Mamre, which Abraham bought along with the field as a burial place from Ephron the Hittite. After burying his father, Joseph returned to Egypt together with his brothers and all the others who had gone with him to bury his father. When Joseph's brothers saw that their father was dead, they said, What if Joseph holds a grudge against us and pays us back for all the wrongs we did to him? So they sent word to Joseph, saying, Your father left these instructions before he died. This is what you are to say to Joseph. I ask you to forgive your brothers the sins and the wrongs they committed in treating you so badly. Now please forgive the sins of the servants of the God of your father. When their message came to him, Joseph wept. His brothers then came and threw themselves down before him. We are slaves, they said. But Joseph said to them, Don't be afraid. Am I in the place of God? You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. So then don't be afraid. I will provide for you and your children. And he reassured them and spoke kindly to them. We have a touching story all the way through. Of course, this is part of uh, the promise that God had made to Jacob as he is coming into Egypt. I myself will bring you back. And of course, that is symbolized in his body being brought back and being buried you know, in the land uh, that had been promised to his father Abraham. He's buried with Abraham. He's buried with Isaac. And, and so all of them symbolically planted in the middle of land that you know God is going to give them. But not only that, your son Joseph will be the one who closes your eyes and he's right there when he, he does die and he <laughs> weeps over him bitterly. Hugs him and weeps over him bitterly. And then they embalm him for 40 days. It's quite a process. And usually that would be, uh, the word usually used there would be the priest in, in, in a Joseph's service in bonding, but they use the word physicians here, uh, which is distancing them from the uh, Egyptian practices you know, that are taking place. Mm-hmm. So what are some of the things that, you know, that stand out in the passage? And certainly it ends on you know, this note of forgiveness and, and grace. I find it interesting that, and I don't have any real insight. I was hoping that maybe y'all would, but that um, he's talking about the field and the cave, or the cave in the field of Ephron the Hittite, and that's repeated three times, that the Hittites, um, that it was bought from the Hittites. So surely that's an important, or maybe, I don't know, maybe he just wants to make sure that they know where to bury him. I don't know. What do you well, you know, in the very least, its importance is, you know, set in, in, the, in the fact that this entire land has been promised to them, and yet their possessions are very small in it, and their place is very small in it, but they do have a place. Mm. Uh, and there is a marker, mm. and the marker is that it is where Abraham is, you know, buried, and mm-hmm. uh, that is uh, where Isaac is buried, uh, that is, you know, where Rebecca is buried, and Sarah is buried, and, and of course, uh, Leah is buried, and of course, Rachel, the, the Mm-hmm. the beloved wife 
uh, you know, of, of Jacob. Uh, they had to bury her on the way yeah. uh, because she gave, uh, she died in childbirth. And, and, but anyway, you have you have the marker that one day this entire land will be theirs. Yeah. Right now, it belongs to the Hittites. Yeah, <laughs> and, that is a common way of describing uh, people too. I mean, they would you know the Israelite or you know they'll say that from time to time where they're referring to people. And it also it reminds us this is grounded in history and mm-hmm. all of these events thus far that we've seen you know have been grounded in actual space-time history you know just mm. not a made-up figure that yeah you know, just as jesus presented him to the disciples and said here are my wounds put your hands in them and touch them mm-hmm. you know this is a place you know especially in the time of of genesis you know there's several of these little you know three or four stone markers mm-hmm. you know that the writer of genesis has been able to tell them and they're still here to this day yeah. uh, they're not here to this day right. but they were here in that day and so the people of israel could go back and put their hands on him and say, this is where it happened. Yeah. And, and so it is, you know, grounding in history. Well, I certainly love how we got to see Joseph evolve. And um, so many times of course, we, we, we very him. seldom use the word evolve when we're talking theologically, <laughs> but that's okay if you want to. <laughs> how he grew, developed. how he changed and matured. <laughs> but we see him on so many occasions just being moved to tears. He just, you know, weeps. And I just um, I appreciate just what feels like a, a man who's kind of grown in some humility. And, just, and, and of uh, course, we missed the one occasion where he wept so loudly that the Egyptians were... Uh, appalled at the show of emotion exactly and it it was even spoken of back in you know pharaoh's Mm -hmm. house Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah you do see a very tender-hearted you know young man Mm -hmm. who of course has been shaped by a lot of adversity exactly Mm -hmm. um i love that and his brothers try to deceive him one more time exactly (laughs) (laughs) most likely yeah most likely you know if this was really a message Mm -hmm. you know from jacob uh, you know, then Jacob himself would have given it to Joseph. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is yeah. somewhat implied, uh, you know, in the blessings, you know, that, uh, that you know that their their lives are going to go on and, the, and they, they they do have a future. Mm-hmm. But I, I think they probably are overplaying it a little bit. Yeah. By the way, this is a secret message your father left us to yeah. tell you about us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and of course, they didn't need to do that because he. Because of what God has has done in him, um, mm-hmm. and that in verse nineteen, am I in the place of God? You know, don't be afraid. You intended to. Of course, that's the verse that Matt talked about a few days ago. But um, you intended to harm me. But seems God almost it as if it were earlier this morning. <laughs> almost. <laughs> and you know what it reminds me too is that um, Joseph had forgiven them. Um, you know, they were insecure in that, which makes me feel like. Um, you know, the thought I have, too, is often in our our sin, um, you know, sometimes there are some feelings of, um, I don't know, fear or just, you know, continually no, to ask forgiveness, but realize that God has said that he has um, separated our sin. He has forgiven us as far as the east is from the west, and yet, you know... There is no fear, which is yeah, beautiful. But that, that's remember. a hard aspect of the gospel for us to fully yeah. you know, absorb, you know, that how... Um, you know, there's of course another time the psalmist says he's cast them in the sea of his forgetfulness. Exactly. Yeah. And, and of course, obviously, God, you know, just, is mm-hmm. not forgetful at all. Yeah. But in the cases of our sin, uh, 
it's nothing you know I, I, you love the image where not only does he reassure him but he speaks kindly to them exactly yeah. uh, you know the gracious touch that he has there and that's certainly something you know, that God has given us and it, we, we tend to replay those you know those those big stands or those big mistakes over and over and let them define us mm-hmm. and, and of course the gospel you know, tells us we're not uh, defined by the mistakes that we have made or the things that we replay in our mind or yeah. the rehearsals of what we should have said or what we should have done mm-hmm. uh, but we are, are defined by this beautiful act of love and grace in which mm-hmm. uh, God has forgiven us our sins and, and speaking kindly to us mm-hmm. or speaking grace over us yeah. I do love in the story of Joseph you know we've been traveling with him now you know we started at 17 he gets mm-hmm. sold into slavery 30 he begins to to reign or rule over Egypt, and now 110 he dies. And so we've seen a long life, and we just got small little episodes of his life. But, I mean, nothing in a lot of ways was really that spectacular about Joseph's life. Like, There's nothing we would look at and say he got, you know, rescued out of a lion's den or thrown into a, a you know, burning furnace. I mean, there was certainly moments along the way, and we were reminded God was with him. He, he makes my life look boring, <laughs> by, <laughs> you know, by comparison. <laughs> you know, but, I mean, uh, like, not recently that I've been thrown into a pit sure, and yeah. elevated to the Lord over all of Egypt where I was a father to Pharaoh. But anyway, yeah, but, other than that, those, a very dull life. But those moments came through just, you know, conversations in a jail cell, you know, and well, and just faithfulness along the way where God is faithful to him. No, there's no doubt yeah. that that's a demonstration of faithfulness in small things. You've been faithful in a few things. I'll yeah. put you in charge of many things. Come in and share your master's yeah. happiness. You know, a lot of times I, th- I think we, yeah. we read this account and we say, we want God to do this, and we miss the fact this was over you know, a long mm. period of time. No, all of all of scriptures, you know, all of scripture is, is, is greatly condensed. So you, you, you mm. seldom realize you've just gone through a period of 80 years. And of course, when we come to the book of Acts, we say, look like a miracle in every third paragraph. And yeah. we're going, wow, yeah. we'd love to be back to this. But those paragraphs are taking place over a 40-year time span. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, 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 and there are much deeper works yeah. that God is doing through his word. And a lot of Joseph's word, story seems like it's headed in the wrong direction. Uh-huh. You know, it's, yeah. God, like, I can't catch a break. You know, I feel, I feel for Joseph. I feel for, and then all of a sudden, he's exalted. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and a lot of, we look at that and say, yeah, I want that part. I want the exaltation. Or I want, mm-hmm. you know, the, the blessing of God's presence. And mm-hmm. that same presence that he had when he was exalted was the, the same presence he had in that humiliated mm-hmm. state of sitting in a jail cell being forgotten mm-hmm. you know having to replay in his mind too man my brother's threw me yeah. in a pit to die I mean there's a there's a lot here but just the faithfulness no there, there is and, and, and of course even his whole statement you know don't be afraid um, you know am I in of course we are going through Luke on Sunday morning and that's you know as Gabriel comes to announce uh, the culmination of God's plans, you know, promised through the prophets. Uh, you hear that command over and over again, don't be afraid. Mm-hmm. You know, this will be mm-hmm. good news of great joy, you know, to all people, uh, you know, that you're hearing, don't be afraid. Am I in the place of God? And there, there's something, you know, Katie started to hand out, you know, a little bit while, a, a little while ago, that uh, he's entrusting, you know, God with judgment. You know, a lot of times we take yeah. vengeance rather than mm-hmm. trusting God to work out his purposes and his time. In, in, in his mm-hmm. way and, and what a wonderful freedom just to relinquish mm-hmm. uh, you know our, our judgment of others uh, our total judgment our total mm-hmm. balancing of the scale you know to God in his time and in his way you intended to harm me but God intended it for good to accomplish mm-hmm. what is now being done the saving of many lives and of course there is no more uh, beautiful description 
of the cross, the intentional harm done to Jesus for the good, Mm -hmm. the salvation of of many. And just again, there's the grace that comes from the gospel. And he reassured them and spoke kindly to them mm-hmm. that uh, we continually have the reassurance of God's love for us and the grace that he speaks to us through the gospel in conclusion. Mm-hmm. CK, which is Cindy for those of you on the <laughs> podcast, could you close us with a word of prayer? Sure. Father, what a moving um, chapter just to see the extent of... Um, much forgiveness and mercy and grace um, just extended to his brothers. And we look at that and, and we're amazed because this was a man who um, had difficult years um, at the hands of, of um, mean-spirited people. But Father, um, the grace that comes even louder to us um, when you've given us the mercy and the grace and the forgiveness that is ours through your son, and uh, just the gift of what he is and who he is to us. So we thank you for that, Father. May we today remember this, and may we, again, preach the gospel to our hearts, that there is no sin um, too great, Father, that you have not taken care of. And it's in Christ we pray. Amen. Amen.